0: Can you hear it with your ears? Can you see it with your eyes? Can you feel it wiggling between your quivering thighs? That thing, that thing, that thing with James Once every millennium something will come along When you feel it you will know it Cause it's coming on strong That thing No stress let me come inside your mind I promise you it won't take long, the change will happen soon. You will feel something so special growing deep within you That thing that thing That thing with change that's me
1: hi hello greetings great to see you this is episode 47 of that thing with James J Asher the 2nd i'm your host James J Asher the 2nd that's me wow holy shit it ooh it has been a hot minute since uh, since we last spoke, hasn't it? But here we are, checking my levels, making sure everything's good, back at the old setup in the old apartment. Yeah. The first episode of 2020. All right. <laughs> Sorry, that was kind of slow. I had to get my levels right. Um, yeah, episode 47. The first episode of 2020. 2020, 2020, you could say that I'm living with 2020 vision right now. (sighs) That's not cocaine. I've just, the allergies have been crazy. There's like a lot of cedar around and stuff like that. So my nose has been a little stoppy and drippy. 2020, the year of clear vision, huh? Man. So... This episode is coming a bit late. Oh, before I start, how how was your uh, holiday? Did you you get like a holiday break? Did you uh, celebrate anything? Did you wage war on Christmas? Or was it more of a skirmish? A battle? Maybe this past year was a battle. A war on Christmas. I I think that shit's so funny, man. I had like, I, I remember when that was a big deal like what? Two three years ago or something. There's a war on Christmas. I had no fucking idea what people were talking about because I'm like, I'm out of the loop on news stuff unless, like, generally, if there's news I need to hear, it kind of finds me. I don't go searching for news too much because it kind of ruins my day. And a lot of it's uh, sensationalism, you know, just for-profit news things. Of course, they're going to sensationalize current events because, well, sensation gets more viewers, stokes panic, panic, fear, outrage, it heightens emotions. You know, it's, it's manufacturing heightened emotions to get people to pay attention to whatever outlet is providing the news. And when emotions are stoked and you're panicking, you're going to stick to that channel or to that publication or something to get updates on this, uh, sensational current affair because you want to see what happens. Um, I don't think that's right. There needs to be some kind of reform as far as like news reporting and journalism goes, because sensationalism is not good. It's it's manipulative and it's exploitative. But I mean, it's a feature of capitalism, and capitalism is built e- exclusively on exploitation. So anyway, um, yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, like two or three years ago, whenever that war on Christmas thing was going on, I I, I wasn't really sure what was going on. There was something about Starbucks or something. I I, I didn't give a fuck, and I don't give a fuck. You know, it's a stupid thing that doesn't really mean anything at all. It doesn't have any real effect on anyone's fucking lives. It's just something, uh, you know, media and politicians who are you know, paying into media can use to manipulate emotions and thinking of the viewership and of voters. And, um, yeah, if they can get them stoked up and worried about this fucking war on Christmas, then they can get people stoked up to say, uh, uh, you know, I'm on your side of this war and vote for me and give me money and I will help you win this war on Christmas, this war that doesn't even really fucking exist at all. That's what I think. Uh, check out Noam Chomsky manufacturing consent. That's all I'm going to say about that. Well, anyway, um, for my day job, I was sending out like some holiday emails to a bunch of clients and like potential clients on behalf of my my manager. And there was another manager of another office visiting our office here in Austin. And he came in and I was reading um, just a draft of what we were going to say in these letters uh, to my manager. And the visiting manager was there and, and he took note because at the end of the, the letter or the email, I wrote, happy holidays. And he, I I didn't even think anything of it. You know, I, I, I had heard about this war on Christmas. I didn't know what the fuck it was about. There was Starbucks. I have not been to a Starbucks since I fucking just like quit working there, uh, back in 2013. Um, but at the end I wrote happy holidays and I was reading that to my manager for approval. He said it was fine, but the visiting manager, old, good old boy, Texan, good old boy. He was like, it should say Merry Christmas. And I said, what? And he said, at the end, you put happy holidays and you used to say Merry Christmas. And I said, well, I don't really know that all the people receiving this celebrate Christmas. I mean, what if there's Jews? What if, you know, what if they celebrate Kwanzaa? What if they, you know, are celebrating Krampus or something, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's better to just say happy holidays because you don't know who the fuck is going to be reading it. I I don't know what all these people, what their religious beliefs are, if they have any at all. So I put happy holidays when the guy was like, "Mm, I think it should say Merry Christmas anyway. I, you know, I, it's so fucking weird to me how some people think, uh, for example, quote, this is how I think. And so that's the way everybody should think, And quote. Like, just because you're, uh, you know, some kind of Protestant Christian, you should just assume that everyone should fall in line with your belief? Fuck you, man. Uh, I, I, I don't. It's hubris to me to think that your own belief is the one that everyone should believe. Um, you know, that just... You, if if you've been watching this show for a while, you get my personality and you know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, fuck you. So yeah. And, and and I encourage you, uh, dear audience members to say, fuck you to the people in your lives. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. If someone's giving you grief, say, fuck you. Um, A dear, dear, dear friend of mine recently was very upset. Um, They were just kind of having a a rough time, sort of a quarter-life crisis. And one of the parts of this quarter-life crisis, for for lack of a better uh, label for it, um, was that this person is really nice, and they make a really big um effort they make a very conscious concerted effort to be nice and to do good and to be a good nice person um you know living by the golden rule which is the way i i try to live too treat others as you would have them treat you um but this person they they said something well, they were telling me their situation and it reminded me of, uh, a line that came to my mind, I guess a couple months ago when I was having a, a rough couple of weeks because I'd been doing, you know, everything fucking right. I've been doing my absolute best and life just kept screwing me over. And, um, Oh, fuck, I had the line in my head last night, but now I can't think of it. It was something like, uh, uh, um, you know, I try to do good and I get shit on. I think that was it. You know, I try to do good. I try to do the right thing. I try to do the best I can and life just shits on me. This is what I get. This is what I get for my best shit on. Fuck you. So that's why I say, you know, fuck you. And and I and I told this friend, like, we, you can't. I mean, it's honorable and it's great and I and commendable that you are trying to be nice to everybody and that you make a serious effort to be nice as well. You should, however. um... Not everybody appreciates that, especially in the service industry, which is the industry this person works in. Service industry, people get shit on so, so, so much. Um, But, you know, being nice, you would think, you would hope that you would get Niceness and goodness in return for your exuding and acting, uh, uh, acting out good things for good intentions. And it just, some people just don't even recognize it and they just continue, continue to shit on you. And, um, it's tough. That's a tough way to live. It is not easy to, be good. It is not easy to do the right thing. It's not easy to be nice. I mean, it is, but it's easy to do nice things, but it's tough to persevere and to continue being good and doing good when the world seems to be like out to get you. Um, it's tough. It's tough. You know, life's a fucking test. That's for sure. I know it's been a test for me for quite some time. And uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that this episode. But yeah, just I told the friend, fuck nice. I said, you know, I talk about acting all the time. I talk about like acting lessons, advice and everything. And to learn how to act is to learn how to human. Mm-hmm. So when you're getting acting lessons, you're getting lessons in how to live Basically, how to survive, how to function um, in a in a unfair world. Not saying that the world is always and all unfair. Um, the world is everything. It's just that it can be really fucking tough when you get into a spot, and especially if it's a, a long spell of just getting shit on in general. Um, so. One of my favorite lessons from acting is fuck nice. Fuck nice. Fuck nice. What's nice isn't real. Always, you know, just fuck nice, get real. That's essentially it. Fuck nice, get real. Maybe you needed to hear that. I know I need to remind myself of it. There's this book this big book. I can't remember what it was called, but it was like uh, everything about your birthday. It's like some type of birthday book, and it's got every day of the year. And you know, uh, on your birthday, it has like a couple pages describing like what, who, who in history, what notable people shared a birthday with you, like me. Uh, December 15th, I share a birthday with the Roman Emperor Nero, the one who allegedly played the fiddle while Rome burned. Um, now, that's a bit of hearsay. That's, that's still up for debate that he actually did that or not. But, Uh, So it's got that and it kind of breaks down. It's kind of spookily, spookily. That's a terrible fucking word, James. Think of something better. It's eerily, eerily accurate in writing out like the pros of your personality, the cons of your personality. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, any kind of zodiac astrological sort of thing where it's general enough, it could apply to anybody. But there are certain specifics where it's like this uh, rings so true to me and it also has like a correlating card for your birthday so my birthday is December 15th and my tarot card when I say correlating card I mean tarot card my card is the devil and that makes so much sense because the devil is among other things uh the the devil tarot card is about um being trapped or imprisoned, uh, by yourself, meaning like y- y- you're imprisoned by your vices, you're imprisoned by your habits, you're imprisoned by your fears. But the thing is like, you are your own jailkeeper. So it's not like you're actually in a prison. You're in a, uh, you're in a Dungeon of your own creation you are the lock and the lock uh, you are the lock and the key so it's up to you to free yourself from your self made shackles that's kind of what the devil is about my dad's birthday had the same card too because he is November 15th I am December 15th so it has to do with the number fifteen I believe um and then there's like a so there's like a meditation for each day and the one on mine it took me a long time to really figure out what it was trying to say but i get it i get it now and i figured it out a while ago like a while as in a few years ago but i get it and it was something like peaches May Wait, wait, wait. no, 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 no. Here it is. Onions may make you cry, but peaches have a pit. That was it. Hey, that rhymed. (laughs) Sink me. You see, I am a poet and you did not know it. That's a line from uh, the uh, Scarlet Pimpernel. Great classic movie. You should check it out. Sink me. It's so fucking funny. Yeah. Onions may make you cry, but peaches have a pit. What does that mean? It means onions can make you cry the closer you get to the core, but they can be kind of sweet. They're sweet onions. Um, are, are those vidalias? Are vidalias and sweet onions the same thing? Well, anyway, some onions can be sweet. And like the closer you get to the core, the more teary it gets, and you go through layers and stuff. Um, As a matter of fact, in my um, minor studies in undergrad, I studied um, communication studies, which is not so much like communication and broadcast. It's more communication theory, just basically interpersonal communication, the way communication works and the dynamics of it, and how it affects our minds, our lives, all sorts of really cool, like, it's like a cross-section, I guess, intersection of, like, hippy-dippy studies and psychological studies and uh, sort of linguistic sort of studies. I really loved it. Well, there's a theory, you may have heard of it, called the Onion Theory. Now, the Onion Theory is like, everyone is an onion, and we all have layers. If you've seen the Shrek movies, there's, I'm pretty sure Shrek says something like that. Who is dicking around outside my door? What does that sound? Hold on. Who is that? What the fuck is that? Something scraping? It's a fucking rat. Hold on. I got to kick the wall. Fucking rat. They get scratchy. Those rats get a little scratchy sometimes. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought I heard a rat. Hold on. Okay, it's gone. Yeah, I thought I heard a rat in the wall the other day because I just could not get to sleep a few nights ago. It was almost three a.m. It was two thirty. I was awake even though I'd taken two Tylenol PM because I was just having a fucking hell of a time trying to fall asleep pardon my fucking french run 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 away had a little bit of coffee before this so just bear with me again if you're new to this show uh well just strap in i'm in for you're in for a fucking ride this is the way it goes um yeah i was up till almost almost 3am and I heard some scuffling around and I thought it might've been a mouse, but I wasn't sure something in the wall. Cause I'll hear scratching sometimes usually during the winter. Um, usually when it's colder, but it has not been cold. Um, climate change, scary. <clears throat> um, but I, I, you know, I was just r- trying to read some, uh, I was trying to read the trial by Franz Kafka. And I heard this sound and I was like, I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm like out of it, but I can't go to sleep. So I'm just going to keep reading. And so I kept reading and then I had to go pee. So I got up and I went to the bathroom and I sat down because, you know, I like to be comfortable. And as I'm peeing, I'm looking at the wall across from me and right at the base on the uh, uh, floorboard, I see the largest cockroach I have ever seen in my entire life. It was, I'd say as long as my thumb and maybe one and a half thickness. So take like half the width of my thumb. If you're watching this, you've got the visual aid of my thumb here. Take half the width of my thumb and add, you know, that additional bit. It was that fucking wide weighed about a pound, the biggest gosh darn cockroach I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> well uh, The last time I was in Chicago, I was staying with some friends and I went out on their back patio for a cigarette in the morning and some neighbors at the uh, neighboring apartment complex. Well, th- these are like houses that have have apartments in them kind of a thing well the neighboring apartment house there were some people out in the backyard and you know a couple people in their early 40s uh, a couple women and one baby and one woman had the baby on its knees bouncing the baby and the other woman who i'm guessing was either a sister or an old friend who'd come to visit was saying in the thickest like maybe she's from wisconsin the thickest accent oh my god Oh my god, look at it. It is so cute. Oh my god, so
0: cute. <laughs>
1: um yeah, so I I saw this gigantic cockroach and I just decided to ignore it. I thought about grabbing something to stomp it, to to crush it and um <laughs> I I thought about the mess that it would make. I'm sure that it would have been about a, like a one gallon bucket of disgusting cockroach guts and slime spraying out everywhere. I'm sure some of it would get in my mouth. I was naked. I didn't want it getting on my, on my penis. Um, yeah. Who the hell wants cockroach juice on their penis? Not me. I want to keep a clean penis. Well, you know, because I deserve it. You deserve it. Everyone deserves for me to have a clean penis, just so you know. Um, and I can tell you right now, I got no cockroach juice on my penis, nor on my scrotum, none on my taint, because I didn't squish the giant one pound cockroach. I just looked at it, said, fuck this, I'm going back to reading. I finished peeing. I scurried out of the bathroom, tiptoeing so I didn't wake up. My downstairs neighbor got back on this chaise lounge that I'm sitting on doing this show and picked up the book and tried to read again. But that giant cockroach was in the back of my mind. I knew it was there, up to no good. And sure enough, I saw it scurrying around. I heard it. I could literally hear its Feet, its cockroach feet scuttling on the floor i could hear its tapping can you hear that it sounded like i could fucking hear the thing it had that much weight it had that much power And I'm sure its exoskeleton was insanely resilient. So I really would have needed to use something hard and heavy to kill that guy or gal or non-binary cockroach. Anyway, it came scuttling around in front of the refrigerator, came scuttling around the trash bag, came scuttling around in front of the oven, beneath the uh you know, the the little cabinet beneath the sink here in the kitchen slash office. And I said, All right, I gotta do something about this. So I went toward it and it scuttled over back toward the trash on on the paper bag where I collect my recycling. And it wanted to get up into the recycling because I guess it smelled something sweet. It wanted something sweet that was in there. Something sweet, sweet, sweet in there. Sweet in there. Sweet in there. Sweet, sweet, sweet in there. So I got up and opened the cabinet, grabbed some bug killer spray, sprayed that motherfucker, sprayed it all the way Across in front of the oven, down beneath the cabinets, I sprayed and sprayed that little bug, but he kept moving on with his tappy-tap, tappy-tap, tap, tap, Tap. tap. tappy-tap. He kept moving, and he wasn't dying. So I got back up. I jumped up, all very silently. I can be very sneaky. I, like a ninja, jumped soundlessly onto the chaise lounge like uh you know in those old cartoons where the dutiful wife in the kitchen finds a mouse and and jumps up onto a stool and has a broom in her hand pulls her skirt up and starts squealing i did that um on the chaise lounge it was moving and then it moved away so i pounced soundlessly back onto the floor i grabbed the broom And it's got like uh, some, I don't know, like synthetic kind of plastic bristles. And I tried to use the bristles to stab the thing, to stop it, because it was slowing down. Because when you're spraying cockroaches, the thing is, if you've got some like bug killer spray, don't go for the top. Because if you get the back their back shell of their exoskeleton it's not going to do anything you got to get beneath you got to get the legs and the undercarriage you want to get that chassis you want to get that cockroach chassis soak it up nice get in between the chinks in the armor oh my god that was racist james chinks in armor <laughs> i meant kinks in the armor <sighs> you want to spray up in there And, uh, get that Ronin warrior, (laughs) you know, spray up in there and it'll slow down and then you can do something with it. Well, this big motherfucker, I, you know, I, I sprayed so much. The floor was like soaked and I kept stepping on it and I was like, Oh God, is this going to kill me? It's going to rot my, my toes off or something. This is a lot of bug killer. You know, I'm sure I'm part bug. We all are. Franz Kafka certainly is you know, turn me into a bug, the metamorphosis. Anyway, we all share some bug DNA because we're all the same. We're all made out of the same shit. Well, anyway, this one pound giant cockroach, it slowed down enough for me to try to to smush it unsuccessfully with the broom. And that didn't work. So I, I, I grabbed the dust pan and just swept it up. It was slow enough that I managed to sweep it up into the dustpan, trap it with the bristles of the broom, and dump it into the trash bag. And I heard it scuttling around inside the trash bag on top of like some, you know, old, you know, uh, food, cum rags, tossed out memories, scuttling around. <laughs> So I quickly tied a tight knot, airtight. Well, I didn't push all the air out because I'm sure if I tried to push the air out, it would have like forced the thing up and I could see it like flying up and just landing in my fucking eye with all its fucking the bug spray I sprayed on it and uh, that would not be good. Uh, so I just tied a tight knot, put on some pants and some flip-flops and went outside, took the thing to the dumpster and on the whole trip, I could hear it scuttling around in the bag as a matter of fact, it tried to get out. The The walls of the plastic trash bag were bowing out as it was jumping, railing for its dear life, raging out, writhing. One pound. It had a lot of force. It jumped to one side, jerked my arm, almost threw me off balance, almost took me down the stairs. But I managed to get out with a fight and throw that trash bag with my memories, my half-eaten food, and my cum into the dumpster. So I didn't kill it. <laughs> Maybe he's still alive. The fucker's fuck, probably uh, super resilient. So uh, I'm going to take a quick break because I'm getting thirsty. I'm a thirsty boy. Thirst trap. <clears throat> And be right back. Uh, 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 uh. Don't mind me. Just doing some hip openers. Yeah. When your body's relaxed, your mind is relaxed. It's all the same, it's all one. When your body's relaxed, your mind is relaxed, it's all same, it's all one. 2020, episode 47. 2020, episode 47. a double-edged sword because it woke me up but now my hands are really shaky so it's a little difficult to play the guitar as well as I know whatever excuses fuck it alright here we go Here's something my friend Sam liked. Let me make sure I'm tuned. Here's something I played uh, recently on like Instagram. My friend Sam liked it. So I'm going to play it for you. It's just a little something. I-, I haven't fully fleshed it out yet. I just like the sound. I described it as like, um, hold on. Uh... I described it as like my favorite part of a song that has not been written yet. That's kind of how I like to try to make my music. It's like I try to make my stuff sound like my favorite parts of my favorite songs. Uh, woo! All right, here we go. know that whenever I feel lost listless trapped sad depressed anxious music more precisely playing music always makes me feel at home even if I feel I have if I feel I have no place if I feel listless playing music makes me feel at home today is saturday the what 18th or 19th i'm not sure what the day is because it's saturday and uh, i don't pay attention to that kind of thing but it's a saturday well a week ago today around this time at night um, i was feeling very listless homeless and not i was not in a good place So I started playing guitar, 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 and um, it made me feel okay. It centered me, made me feel whole. Now, why, you might ask, did I feel so listless? Well, I had a, a lot of stuff going on in my personal life. There's still some stuff going on, but it's. I think uh, a lot of the more difficult parts of it have passed um, that is addressing issues. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on in my personal life. And honestly, I'm not going to divulge a lot of details on this show because I don't want my show to sour my personal life. Um, but a lot of things are changing, um, and change. It it hurts. Change can really hurt, especially if it's really meaningful kinds of changes. Sometimes in life you realize, um, something's been wrong and I might've been scratching at you for, for years and um you know what you need to do if something in your life just doesn't feel right i i don't really buy that you don't know precisely what it is in your life that feels off or something just yeah it just feels off you know you may not want to face it, you may not want to admit it, but you know exactly what in your life is bugging you. At least in terms of like, you know, your current circumstances. Um, Now there's like, you know, like, past traumas and stuff like that, that kind of stuff's more difficult. That's why you'd you'd need a therapist to talk to, to work out, you know, past stuff. And therapists can help you with present stuff as well. But I feel oftentimes if something in your present life does not feel right, chances are you probably know exactly what it is. And it can be a very painful, difficult process to actually face it and uh, approach whatever challenges you are experiencing and um, to act upon them, to, to work through those challenges, um, to try to make things feel, you know, different, to try to, you know, resolve some challenges in your life. I've had uh, some challenges that, you know, I've uh, been trying to deal with, and I finally did a very difficult process of dealing with these challenges. And um, so... It's yeah, for lack of a better phrase because I don't I don't want to say that like these challenges, like I'm discarding any elements of them, um, I'm not. but um, I am facing these challenges and thereby opening room, creating room for things that I feel, have been trying to enter my life for elements, for circumstances, uh, for chances to enter my life that, um, I was not creating room for before. Um, so that's why at the beginning of this episode, I was saying like 2020 vision, um, because I've done a difficult thing. (laughs) I've done a few difficult things and, um, While they were difficult, I do feel they were necessary, and uh, although it was painful, um, I feel I'm kind of seeing certain things, feelings that I had, um, and behaviors of my own that I didn't quite see clearly, Um, but Now I'm getting closer at looking at things clearly. And a lot of this stuff has to do with, um, well, I kind of synthesized it in my resolutions for this year. Let me grab my new notebook, because I start a new notebook every year. Let me grab my new notebook and read to you my, my resolutions for 2020. Give me just a second, please. Okay, here we go. Opening the new notebook. This was a uh, Christmas gift for my mom. She got it in Canada. It smells really good. I'm sorry vegans, but it is made out of pig flesh. It's it's leather, real pig leather, hand-bound notebook from somewhere in a s- cool city in Canada. And it it just smells so good. I'm uh, again, I'm sorry animal rights activists. I'm sorry. But, or or if, you know, since this is a Canadian made notebook, I should say, sorry, but the thing smells really good. Okay. (sighs) I love that smell. Here we go. January 1st, 2020, 4.52pm, because yes, I write down the time of my entries in my journal because, you know... I don't feel like explaining. I just, it's something I do. Happy New Year. It's finally 2020. I've been looking forward to this year for months. 2019 was a real test. Oh, and it was. So good riddance to it. These are my resolutions for this year. Here we go. Work on getting better at being more forthright and honest. That's the main resolution for me. Work toward getting better at being more forthright and honest. Ask for what I want. Ask for what I really want. These are not easy things, at least for me, because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. And, and I want people to like me. And it can be difficult to... This goes back to that, um, the one like meditation line from that birthday book. For me, it was onions. Onions may make you cry, but peaches have a pit. Peaches are sweet, but they've got a hard, prickly pit, and you bite into it, it can hurt, break a tooth or something. Onions don't have that. Um, so I'm working at getting better at getting real being an onion as opposed to a peach Um, and uh, being more forthright and honest, um, which is, it's tough, but um, especially at the beginning, it can be tough because there's some stuff. Maybe you weren't being super forthright and honest about, Um, and it can be painful to be honest all of a sudden (laughs) when you've been just, you know, just grinning and you know stuffing the problems and just get along. don't don't cause any waves, don't don't upset the boat. Um, so it can be difficult to be forthright, really forthright and honest, but tactful. don't be a dick, but be forthright and honest in as tactful a manner as possible. And um, it can be difficult to be that way, but when you do it, life feels a lot better. I can say, since being more forthright and honest, um, I am feeling a lightness of being that I have not felt for a long time, and that's no one else's fault but my own. I, that is an internal locus of control. I was the one who was giving myself heaviness, and now... By doing a difficult, challenging thing, but completely worthwhile task of or or, or um, behavior of being forthright and honest, I can say I feel much lighter now than I did before. So there's that. Ask for what I want. Don't be afraid to ask for what I want. I'm tired of being shy. I'm tired of perhaps maybe making myself, you know, look poorly in a certain way. Ask for what I want. Be honest about what I want. And I've been that. And so far, you know, um, it's not been bad. You know, it's like I fear I'm going to look like uh, a big ego or something. And I'm not, you know, say like... I want to be famous. Yeah, I used to be embarrassed about that. But yeah, sure. But what does that really mean? What does that really mean? I think what it really means is, well, I I want opportunities to just make a living solely off of doing art and get to meet and interact with great people in the world to have my life influenced and to influence others' lives, to share my experience and to have and to learn others' experiences. That's that's really what I want. So why not ask for it? Cuz you're not going to get what you don't ask for. So ask for what you really want. Um okay. Work on getting better at doing the things in the serenity prayer. Uh that is Lord, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Um, Scheme less, relinquish control, just let things happen. And I'm finding it interesting. Interesting the more I'm getting better at just the more I invest in being forthright and honest, the easier it is for me to not try to um, manipulate and control a situation. It's easier for me to not try to get some certain outcome because it's so fucking nerve wracking to really be forthright and honest that, Once it's done, you don't really want anything else. Once it's done, you're like, oh shit, I actually just did that. I actually just did that. I wonder what's going to happen. So I want more of that. I want to scheme less, relinquish control, and let things happen. Um, Be direct, honest, and courageous enough to ask for the things I want and need things that will make me happy. So those are my resolutions for this year. Um, so yeah, a lot of stuff's going on. I had a visit. I I meant to have uh, this episode 47, not this one that I'm recording, but an episode 47, the first episode of 2020 uploaded last week. However, I ran into some technical trouble. Um, during that week, I guess maybe this is coming out on a Sunday. So two weeks ago, technically, um, I was in Oklahoma visiting my parents for a week and I love my parents, but damn, that was a rough visit. I've had great, sweet visits. I've had visits that started out rough and then lightened up. This visit was just pretty rough all around. A difficult, difficult, difficult part of growing up and getting older is seeing your parents getting older and being mature Uh, having enough of your own life experience to reach a level of maturity where you start um, having conversations with your parents, your parents individually, um, if you have them, um, talking about things that can be a little upsetting, um, just about the reality of their lives and how they feel. Because your parents are people too, just like you, they have feelings, they have fears, they have hopes and dreams, just like you. And, um, you really start uh, if you communicate openly with your parents or loved ones, with your family, um, when you're older and more mature. You understand better what your parents are saying, and they're more willing um, to be more candid with you uh, because they know that you will understand it. You will understand what they're trying to say and what they're going through. And it's difficult to hear when your parents are having a rough time. It's difficult to hear your parents aren't, you know, happy. Because, you know, that's your foundation, maybe. If you had parents and if they, you know, they raised you, hopefully, as well as they could, uh, they were your foundation, they're your, your solid, they're your, your proverbial house. And to find out that those, the walls, <laughs> they're not as, you know, solid as you maybe used to think. Again, a lot of very personal, difficult, very difficult stuff over the past month that I've been dealing with. Um, And I don't want to go into specifics because I feel it would um, be tacky of me to go into specifics. So I'm being very general, but I'm sure this is something maybe one of you can understand. Maybe one of you knows the theme i'm talking about here just seeing your parents get older seeing um their bodies go their minds go maybe and maybe seeing your family pet get old my parents have a uh, smaller poodle toy size poodle named taz and uh, my sister gave them that dog, bought them that dog. When I left for college in 2006, uh, so they didn't have to be empty nesters. And Taz is very old now. His poor back, I've seen it over the past few years, slowly curl up. He's got like a hunch in his back. His his back um, pelvis is kind of curling under toward the front feet or front paws, where it never used to be like that. Unless he was like doing uh, the cat stretch, as in like yoga, cat cow stretch. He has his spine is curling up, his joints. He's totally fucking blind now. His eyes, both of them, look like white marbles, cataracts, just totally blind. Um, His hearing isn't there anymore. So he's blind and deaf his nose he can smell things but it's not super reliable and i'm sure his mind is going a little bit too he's just sleeping a lot now he's sleeping a lot and um it's kind of funny cuz he's so he just has to feel his way around and he, he bumps into things he bumps into everything the poor guy he used to just bullet through the house just run 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 the guy was endless energy um but not so much anymore i think uh in dog years he's about 97 years old something like that but uh he's he's getting old and uh when you touch him it's like pick him up he'd flinch because he didn't know you were there because he couldn't hear you or see you and maybe he could have smelled you but maybe not um What else? I I tried to record a podcast episode with my dad, and I did. It was like a good hour, 15-minute episode um, that none of you will ever hear or see because I ran into technical difficulties, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Sometimes in the podcasting game, you run into technical difficulties, And, uh, so yeah, there's a lost episode that no one's ever going to see or hear and it's probably for the best. (laughs) Well, let's see. Uh, I think, I think this is good. I think this is good. Um, maybe I'll try to get a new guest for the next episode. Maybe I will find a subject to focus on. Um, but here we are. Episode 47, the first episode of the year 2020. Um, Speaking of changes in my life, I may need uh, to find a way to increase my income by at least half soon, like within the next month or so. So if you have any ideas, please, uh, you know, I I, I don't want to get a second day job. I I want some kind of flexible gig I can do that's not going to make me feel trapped and make me feel like I'm dying. Um, So if you have any ideas of something I could do that's ideally leisurely and, and fun for me, uh, and, and pays decent and doesn't take up a lot of time and is flexible. So I can go to auditions and things. Uh, please let me know, send me an email at that thing with James at gmail.com. Uh, it will be written in the description. All these things I'm talking about, I'm about to talk about will be written in the description. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, it'll appear at the bottom of the screen. Send me an email that thing with james at gmail.com if you have any ideas or leads or someone for me to talk to you know to to network with let me know or if you have an idea of a subject for me to cover on the show um, if you want to just write and say hi if you have a story you want me to share on the show or if you have some advice um or, or, or if you are in search of advice i can give you the best i can that thing with james at gmail And another way to maybe help me increase my income so I can live and keep doing this show for you, hopefully you enjoy it, is by donating to my Patreon. I have uh, two donors so far. Wade and Josh, you guys have been there for me for all of, most in 2019, one of, for all of 2019, and you guys are still here for 2020, thank you so, so, so much, and if you are not Josh or Wade, I encourage you to donate, you can donate as little as a dollar a month um, at uh, patreon.com slash James patreon.com slash that thing with james show your appreciation for the show help a brother out help me uh you know maybe get more better equipment to make the show better for you patreon.com slash that thing with james your donations are greatly 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 appreciated um and if you have not already audio listeners please subscribe to this show and uh, rate it and write a review, because you know, I guess that increases my ranking at some in some way, and it helps other people find my show. And uh, if for, for you watching on YouTube, if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to my channel. Like the videos you like. Uh, write a comment. And for all of you, please share the show with your friends and loved ones. Spread the love like warm butter on a English muffin, toasted English muffin. Spread that melty butter. Oh, let it just melt into those nooks and crannies. Mm, yeah. Spread it. Share the show with your friends and loved ones. Um, what else? What am I missing? Uh, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at James J Asher. Uh, follow me on those things, you know, send me DMs, slide in my DMs. I'll talk to you. I I'm, you know, I'm trying to expand my friends, my circle of friends this year. It's part of this year is I'm trying to live, live, trying to live more. Um get out, not be such a hermit. Because it was slowly killing me. Um, yeah. At James J. Asher is my handle on social media, and I also have a website, jamesjasher.com. You can check it out. I have a blog there at jamesjasher.comslash blog. Uh, you can see if you like scroll way back to to till before this show started you can see some like essays i wrote some drunken essays i wrote about the nature of nature uh and stuff like that um and uh well i think that's it i love you all so much thank you for tuning in and if you're a repeat offender thank you for committing crime to to join me in crime I love you, love you, love you, long time. And uh, I will see you next week. Bye.